Breaking out some old school. We're gonna talk about Brian Flores. We're gonna talk about Malik Willis. We're gonna talk about a bunch of things. But you know what? I could dance to this music all day. But uh, you can't see me dance unless I'm on the camera and I didn't turn the camera on. So you know what? Let's talk about a few things. Let's get right into it. Let's get. Um, I, I guess we're gonna get serious for a moment, and and that's what this topic is. It's serious. It's it's the whole Brian Flores um, suing the NFL, suing a couple teams, suing the Giants. Um, evidently we, we did a, we did about two hours on this during the live stream. If you want to go look at, I put the link in here below in the comments with the Dahmer. We talked about it. We talked about the giants. We, we didn't pull any punches. We just, you know, we just said what we felt and what we felt is just what we feel. So, but, um, some people have some misinformation and misconceptions about the Rooney rule. Um, I actually spoke to a gentleman who has 33 years in the league. He retired in 2020 and asked him about the Rooney rule and asked him about the enhanced Rooney rule. And if, uh, what the Rooney rule enhancements had did, I guess they did it back in October of 2021, um, which was supposed to help increase diversity in the coaching and team personnel levels. Evidently, it didn't do a very good job. Basically what the Rooney rule is, and this is what Brian Flores is, I would say, um, uh, issue is, is the fact that before with the Rooney rule, you only had to hire one external candidate. I mean, not hire, you only had to interview one external minority candidate for a head coaching job. Now that has been moved to two. So now you have to hire, you not hire again, but now you have to interview two external candidates, minority candidates for the coaching position. Okay, that's a big difference because a lot of people will point to the fact that we interviewed Leslie Frazier and we also interviewed Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham is not an external candidate. So for the people that are sitting there saying this timeline doesn't match what he's saying with reference to the giant, no, it actually does match because he had not even gone into the interview yet when the alleged Belichick messages, because I'm saying alleged because I don't know, because the alleged messages came through and he was still interviewing on Thursday. And evidently, the Belichick had it through two sources that they were hiring Brian Dable. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot hire whoever you want to hire. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Because any franchise should be able to hire any person that they want to hire for their head coaching position, no matter race, creed, or color. They should be able to do that. That is fine. But there is a rule in place. And you cannot deny that the Giants, in some ways, have violated more than just the spirit of the rule by having him come in and you can say it as a as basically a sham interview. You can say that because if the Belichick has the correct information and, and the Belichick was was reaching out to the wrong Brian and he had that information and that is true, it does it does not bode well for the Giants. Now people will also say, well, how can you text the wrong person the wrong thing? Listen, I got plenty of people in my phone that have the same name. I have three Eds in my phone. And on more than one occasion, I sent the wrong Ed, the wrong text message, and had full conversations on a topic that did not even have to go with or be part of what that Ed would be in reference to. It happens. It, it does happen. So, I mean, you have to take a look at it. And it's it's obviously the rules in there for a place, good or bad. You can like the rule. You could dislike the rule. I mean, it, it. I think the rule on the surface has its merits. But again, you're not going to be able to force someone to hire a minority candidate. 
I personally felt, and I've said this before, I felt that Brian Flores was a better option for the Giants. And not because of his race, but because of his he had coaching experience. He had three years as a as a head coach. He had a team that went started one and seven. They finished nine and eight. He had another team that finished ten and six. They didn't make the playoffs. He won with a quarterback with limited throwing ability. And his team never quit. That's why I thought he was the right candidate for the job. But for people to sit there and say the Giants are without guilt, I don't know. I can't say that yet. I don't know how anyone else can say that. And for people to say, well, the Giants came out with a statement that said um, um, they didn't do it. Well, what do you want them to say? Yes, we did it. We broke the spirit of the rule. So you have to look at it. If this if this is true, and if you go by the new Rooney rule, where you have to where you have to interview two external minority candidates, and the Giants were just checking off the boxes with Brian Flores, yeah, that's I I, I kind of got a problem with that. They kind of got their hand caught in the cookie jar. And like I said, I don't mind that the Giants hired Brian Dable. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm not saying he's not going to be a great coach. I'm not saying they should fire Brian Dable and hire Brian Flores. All I'm saying is you cannot look at this and say the Giants may not be at fault for anything because you don't know you don't know all the facts. You don't know all the information. So you can't really say that. And, and that's the way we have to look at it. We have to wait till all the facts come out. We have to wait till all the information comes out. We have to wait till everything comes available so we can see all the, you know, it, it's probably going to go to court. And it's probably going to get ugly. It's another black guy for not only the league, but for the Giants itself. You could agree with the Colin Ka- Kaepernick situation that the, that the league blackballed him. I don't know if they did. I don't know if they didn't. Like I said, I don't have internal knowledge of what's going on with these teams. I know Colin had a bunch of bad years and the skills seemed to be declining, but I don't know if his, if his, you know, if his political views cause him not to be in the league. I don't know that you don't know that you can, you can assume that, but as we're giving as we're giving Colin Kaepernick, the, the benefit of the doubt, so many people in giant land don't want to give Brian Flores the benefit of the doubt because it's because of the, it's their team. And I understand that. But you have to make sure before you're giving someone the benefit of the doubt that there is not blame to be laid. That's all I'm going to say. I also want to talk about Malik Willis. Oh, my God, Malik Willis and his first day at the Senior Bowl. And I said this before. So many people said it. So many scouts have said it. And it, it seemed to be coming to fruition. Malik Willis is going to be an enigma. He's going to be an enigma wrapped in a riddle. You make he is going to be, be oh, no, I got to turn this off. I don't want to hear that fan duel conversation coming in there. He is an enigma wrapped in a riddle. He is going to be a guy that you're either going to fall in love with or you're going to hate, but the talent is going to be there. The arm strength is going to be there. They Some scouts said it best. He had the five best throws of day one, but he might have had the five worst throws as well. But there's something that you cannot teach that Malik Willis has above and beyond every other quarterback in this draft, and that is velocity. He's bringing the new sound effect, the Malik Willis. That's what Malik Willis, he's bringing the boom. He's got the boomstick. He is going to show the league. He's got the power. He's got, he's got something you cannot teach in this league. He can make, you, you can make all the throws up the ladder. You can do it, but he's, he throw like I said, he's going to show flashes. He also stood out with the, be able to have his mobility. He scram- they had one play where he scrambled to the right, did a little side on throw 
and dropped a dime to the, uh, I think it was the San Diego State tight end. Then they had another rep where he basically escaped the rush and he just kind of went around some guys, went around the corner for a game before running out of bounds. Now his accuracy isn't going to mean you're going to need to work with it. You're going to need to work a little bit on his footwork. But those are all things that can be taught. And that's what a lot of scouts said. He has things that can be taught, that he can taught, he can be taught to do better. But the one thing you are not going to be able to teach him is the fact that he has got an arm. And I have said this before. He has got an arm that you will not. And I've said this. He's got an arm that you will not believe. And the way he's going to whip that ball around. And evidently, like I said, he caught the eye. uh, I mean, on more scouts than anything else because of the fact of his arm strength and his ability to get up out of the pocket. And like I said, he's going to he's going to be maddening at times. He's going to give you, like I said, he will give you the five best throws of the day, but he'll also give you the five worst throws. But his stock is going to go up. His stock is going to, is going to rise. And they even, most of the scouts said that his arm strength is far and above everyone else's. Evidently, he also, uh, he also came in at six feet, three and a half, three and what, three eighths, <laughs> 220 pounds. They say he's thick. He's the closest thing to Lamar Jackson they have seen since 2017. Dual threat. And I'm telling you, his stock's only going to get greater. And his stock is only going to skyrocket once he hits the combine and once he hits the, 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 his own pro days. He's going he's gonna to rise above the rest. You're going to see, you're gonna see this, 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 this large, large day. I mean, this large, I'm just gonna, you're going to just see this. He's just going to go up and up and up on the ladders for these teams. Because we all know why. Malik Willis. Bring him the boom. He's going to be bringing the boom. He's going to be dropping dimes. He's going to be rough. He's going to be, like I said, he's going to be maddening. But like I said, it's going to be something that you're going to see. And it's his anticipation is just going to soar. And like I said, if he goes, if he goes within the top five, I would not be shocked. We'll have more updates on Malik Willis through the week. Got, I think the Pro Bowls, uh, not the Pro Bowls, Senior Bowls also on television uh, coming up later. Um, it's on, I, think, I believe it's on the NFL Network on Saturday at 1 p.m., so I'll be watching it. But I'm telling you guys, keep an eye on it. Watch him. See what he does. And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing the best in New York Giants sports talk entertainment. And as always, if you could like, give me subscribe, bring the plug in the means, let me also...